lift up your hands all over this house and let's pray and let's ask the Lord to anoint the remainder of this service. Father, I thank you tonight for your rich, powerful, mighty anointing that I feel in this house. And God, I pray that you would anoint me, Lord. Anoint my lips of clay, God, to speak under the unction, power, and anointing of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I know that your word is already anointed, but God, anoint me, anoint the ear of the hearer tonight. And God, we'll be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in advance for what you're going to do. And would you clap your hands one more time as unto the Lord. Come on, could you clap them a little bit louder? And add your voice to it. Give them a Psalm 47 and 1. Clap your hands, all your people. And shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, we're believing God to make a way for somebody tonight. I said, I'm believing God to make a way for somebody tonight. Ah, I said, I'm believing the Lord to make a way for somebody tonight. Nothing God can't do. He's a way maker. He's a way maker. We serve the God that can make a way. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for standing. You may be seated in the rich, wonderful name of Jesus Christ. The God who makes a way. Most everybody here tonight, under the sound of my voice, can understand and relate to the feeling of being in a position where you need God to make a way. And if you're here tonight and you have a hard time relating to that, uh, just just wait a little while because <laughs> the day will come. The fact is this, we are fallen humanity. And we are bounded by the laws of nature, time, physics, and many other irreversible, indisputable realities. A, a very common saying among us church folk, and I, I've said it myself, is that God can make a way where there seemeth to be no way. And this is true. God can do that. But if we are honest with ourselves... There are also times when there truly is no way. It's not that there doesn't seem to be a way. It's not that there doesn't look like there's a way. It's that there is no way. These times where if God doesn't do it, it's not going to get done. And this will happen in your church, in your family, in your marriage, in your finances, in your career, in your business, even in your health. And, and you can be in a situation where there is no way. And it's in those times where it is very hard to have faith. It's easy to get discouraged concerning what we're facing or what we're dealing with. Because any way you look at it, there is no way. But tonight, I've come to preach to somebody and tell you that God can do more than make a way when there seems to be no way. God can make a way when there is no way. We, 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 can be, we are limited by the laws of humanity, but the God for whom nothing is impossible 
he's not bounded by any of those laws. That means he's not restricted or limited. So where, where it seems like it's impossible and there's no hope and there's no chance, God can make a way. I'm going to preach this tonight. When there's no way forward, when there's no way out, when there's no way around, when there is no solution concerning in the realm of human reasoning and logic that we can figure out, I want you to remember tonight, God can make a way. God, he's not bound by time. He's not bound by nature. He's not limited by the laws of the universe. But at any moment, he can act in violation. He can move. He can transcend. He can suspend. He can accelerate. God can make a way where there is no way. Hallelujah. Somebody turn to your neighbor and tell them God can make a way. After Moses had led the children of Israel out of Egypt, they come to a place where there just was no way. Think about it. There was a Red Sea in front of them, and there was an Egyptian army behind them. They looked in front of them at this incrossable sea, and they looked behind them. They could see the dust from Pharaoh's chariots. There was no way forward. There was no way back. There was no way around. But when there's no way forward, around, or out, God can make a way through. Hear me tonight. The laws of nature would not allow that water to stand up in part. But God, but God, but God, he told the wind, he said, I don't just want you to part the sea, but I want you to dry the ground so they don't have any mud on their feet. Hallelujah. When they get on the promised land. Can I remind you tonight, church, God can make a way. Come on, I feel faith just rising in this house tonight. In the book of Joshua, Joshua and the people of God, they'd been in a great battle with the five kings of the Amorites. They had come against the people of Gibeon, and the Gibeonites asked Joshua and the people of God to come help them. And so it was. They began to fight, and God was giving them the victory. But the sun started going down, and it looked as if the enemy was going to get away. There was no way around the darkness that was beginning to settle on that battlefield. And the cover of night would come and allow those men come on to sneak off and escape. The laws of nature said it was about to get dark. The adversary was fleeing to come and fight and torment and war another day. But something come all over Joshua and he spoke to the sun. And he said, son, you got to stand still and God done it for him and he gave him the victory. I just come to tell you church, God can make a way. Death is a reality no man can avoid. Just as sure as birth is the dawn of our lives. We are quickly marching toward the sunset. That is death. For the Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment. Lazarus had been dead and in the tomb four days about in that Palestinian heat no doubt his body was far along in the process of decomposition and to them ladies to his family that depended on him there was no way he was dead he was lifeless but the God that created the process of decomposition spoke and he walked into that graveyard and he said Lazarus come forth 
And I can't help but tell this every time I preach about this story. I tell you the reason I believe Jesus had to be specific when he said the name of Lazarus. It's because if he didn't, the entire graveyard would have got up out of their tombs. That's the kind of power that the way-making God we have, sir, hallelujah, that we're serving. I come to tell somebody that when he said, Lazarus, come forth at his word, all the prophets of nature they were immediately reversed life come back into his body breath suddenly appeared in his lungs that blood that had curdled and soured in his veins it become fresh and started flowing again I come to tell somebody it doesn't matter how it looks God can make a way I said God can make a way and I've come tonight with a word from the Lord for somebody I've come to preach to somebody in this house uh, that you need God to make a way for you. Uh, come on, you didn't come tonight. Uh, come on and think you have it all figured out. Uh, but you're in a situation uh, where you got to have God show up. Uh, and I come to tell you, uh, don't let the devil lie to you. Uh, don't allow him to convince you uh, that you're in this all by yourself. Uh, don't let him tell you you're all alone. Uh, but there's people all over this building. Uh, we're in the same boat. Uh, Men and women, young and old, I'm not too proud to tell you tonight. I need God to make a way for me. I said, I need God to make a way for me. I've got some situations in my life. I don't know what to do. I need God to work it out. I wonder if there's anybody that'd be honest enough to just wave your hand and say, Lord, I need you to make a way for me. Let me stop right here and tell you this. If your pride will stop you from crying out to God and declaring your dependence on Him, God will not make a way for you. But I want to know if there's anybody in this house that knows if God don't do it, nobody can do it. If the Lord don't make a way, there's not going to be any way out. God, I want you to hear our prayer tonight and attend unto our cry. Lead us to that rock that's higher. God, hear your people tonight. We need you to make a way. And if you're in this house and you need God to make a way for you, I come to preach that he can make a way. Many passages in Isaiah, the prophet foresaw a time of great difficulty for the Israelites. A time when they would be captive to their enemies. A time where they would be taken from their homeland and exiled in foreign countries. We see this fulfilled in scripture. The Babylonian exile, 586 B.C. Their home and temple was in ruins. Years of exile turned into decades. And the great question that burned in their hearts was, Lord, is the situation hopeless? God, is there a way out of this? And the Lord knew that they would feel this way, and so it was he had to reintroduce himself again to his people and remind them of his character and identity. He said, I am the Lord, your Holy One. I'm the creator of Israel. And though you may be exiled right now, though it may look like there's no way, I want to tell you, I'm still the king. I'm still the creator. And then in verse 16 and 17, he reminds them of the past. He said, thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea. 
in a path in the mighty waters who bring forth chariot and horse. Army and warrior, they lie down. They cannot rise. They're extinguished like, like a wick. They were in Babylonian exile. They were in a position where they needed God to make a way. And in that moment, God told them, don't you worry about how I'm going to make a way right now. He said, if you'll remember, I have already done it before. He said, just remember, Israel, when your back was against the wall, when there was no way, I parted the sea and I made a highway for two million of my people. He said, do you remember those cruel Egyptian taskmasters that enslaved you? He said, I drowned them in the very water I delivered you with. So if you're here tonight and you're looking around and you're wondering how God's going to make a way, the first thing I come to tell you is that God's already done it before. I said, God's already done it before. You have no reason to fear. You have no reason to doubt. God can make a way. In 1 Samuel 17, Saul and the army of Israel, they're at war with the Philistines, and a giant by the name of Goliath had them living in fear. Forty days and nights he issued out a challenge for them to send out a man to fight him. And if Goliath were to win, the Israelites would be made slaves. But if Israel would win, the man from Israel, the Philistines, would be made slaves. And a little shepherd boy named David went to the battle to check on his brothers with instructions from his father. But when he got there and he saw the people of God cowering in fear and hiding in the rocks and the caves, something got stirred in his spirit. And he proclaimed, he said, I'll fight that uncircumcised Philistine. King Saul tried to talk him out of it. A normal man was no match for this giant. There was no way David could win. But David had the confidence that God could make a way. 1 Samuel 17 and 33, and Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he rose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And he said, this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them. Seeing hath he had defied the armies of the living God. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said, might as well you just go and do what you're going to do. Let me tell you the thing that gave David the faith and the confidence to stand and run out on the battlefield to meet that giant. It was he had a revelation that if God did it before, God can do it again. And I just come to ask somebody tonight, is there anybody in this house God's ever made a way for you? Has he ever made a way through? Has he ever come through? Has he ever healed you? Has he ever given you a miracle? Has he ever given you a blessing? Has he ever provided? David said, thy way is in the sea. Hey, there may not be a way, but that's the power of the God we're serving. He can make a way. He's done it before. We have no reason to live in fear because we serve the God who makes a way. God also told him, he said, I'm the Lord, your holy one, the creator of Israel. 
Thus saith the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise. They're extinguished like a wick. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Now, I read this, and, and it, it began to began to speak to me. I, I was thinking about the Lord. He just reminded them of what he'd done before, and here he's telling them, well, don't remember the things of old. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what God was meaning by that. He was telling them, he said, I don't want you to forget what I've done. Just don't dwell on it. Because he was trying to let them know that I'm not limited by that. Let me tell you, let me tell you we, we have a tendency to think of the Lord as a God who was and a God who will be, but not as the God who is. And, and it's easy to remember the things God has done and rejoice in those things. It's easy to look forward to the things God has promised us and the things that He will do. But what's the challenge is to believe God for what He's going to do right now. But can I tell you that He's the God of today. He's the God of right now. The psalmist David said of the Lord that He's a very present help in trouble. And all I'm saying is we shouldn't get stuck dwelling on the past because God was letting Israel know that he could make a way for them in their day. He could do something new. Behold, he said, I'm doing a new thing. And now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I'll make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So no longer would the children of Israel just have to look back on the stories they had heard from they when, when they were younger about God's deliverance during the exodus of Egypt. But he said, you're going to experience something new for yourselves. God said, I want to make a way for you. Hey, God can do it then, but God can do it right now. I need somebody to believe what I'm preaching. I said, I believe God did it back then. I thank God for the miracles we've heard about. But can I tell you that the same power God had back then, he's got right now. Psalm 138 and 2, the Bible says, For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. By, that, by name, God means his reputation. And so God's word will exceed his name or reputation. It's magnified above his name. His word can bring about new things that have never been done before. When God spoke this, spoke into nothing and the world was in darkness and utter abatement, there was no such thing as an elephant or a lion or grass or trees or the sea. But when the word, but when God spoke, it come into being. He'd never done anything like that before. But his word exceeds his name, his reputation. So God's word right now can transcend the former things of old. God can do something new. I said, God can do something new. Hey, I know you've seen God work. I know, I know in the past you've seen him move. But I just am preaching that God's not limited by what he's done yesterday. God can do something new today. There's people in this house, you may have been dealing with the same situation for four years. It may be 14 years. It might be 40 years. I don't know. But I believe that one word from God can exceed everything you've ever known him to do in your entire life. You don't believe me? Let's go to the word of the Lord, the pool of Bethesda. The halt, the blind, the lame, and the maimed would gather around it. And at a certain season, an angel of the Lord would come and trouble the waters. And the first one in the water would get their miracle. And 38 years, a man waited by that pool. There was no man to help him get in the water but one day Jesus come walking by and he said take up thy bed and walk hey God wasn't limited by the fact that for 38 years 
The only the first one in the water got their miracle. It had been done that way, but God can do something new. I don't care if it's never happened. I don't care if we've never seen it done. God can do something new. There is no situation God can't make a way through. There's no problem God can't make a way out of. God can make a way. Whatever the problem, whatever the case, whatever the issue, whatever the sickness, whatever the confusion, God can make a way today. One translation of Isaiah 43 and 19 says, For I'm about to do something new. Listen to this. See, I've already begun. And he said, Do you not see it? I'll make a way, a pathway through the wilderness. I'll create rivers in the dry wasteland. I love this. God told his people, he said, I've already started making a way. You just can't see it. So I want you to remember tonight, people of God, when there is no way, you can hold on to the fact that God's already made a way before. You can take comfort and solace in the fact he can do it right now. But you can hold on to the faith and have a revelation that God's already began making a way way for me I want to tell somebody you may not can see it but God's making a way I said you may not can see it but God's making a way Uh, Abraham the Lord told him to go on the mountain and sacrifice his only promised child Uh, Abraham stands at the base of that mountain and he tells the lads that was with him he said me and my boy uh, we're going to go up the mountain to worship uh, and we will return again unto you Uh, you think Abraham knew how God was going to make a way Uh, he knew what the Lord had told him Uh, he knew the Lord told him to bind him up uh, lay him on that altar uh, and sacrificed him but what Abraham did not realize is that while he and his son were making their way up one side of the mountain there was a ram on the other side that was matching them step for step though Abraham could not see it God was making a way and in that moment he lifted up the knife the Lord spoke to him he said Abraham lift up your eyes for God has provided. I come to tell somebody, Abraham couldn't see it, but the lamb was there the whole time. Come on, we can't see it. We're making our way up one side of the mountain, but while we're making our way up one side, God's got the way making its way up the other side. I want to tell somebody, just because you can't see how God's doing it, remember that God can make a way. Come on, Hagar and Ishmael, Isaac's born. Sarah's told Abraham, his servant, wife Hagar and her son Ishmael, she said, he's got to go. So Abraham got up early in the morning, gave him some bread and a sleeve of water, and he sent him into the wilderness of Beersheba. And not long into the journey, the water ran out. And you think about this mama. She knew they were going to die. There was no way for them to survive. So she takes her baby, and she lays him in the bushes, and she walks off and leaves him saying, Lord, I can't bear to see this child die. But something happened. She started crying out to God and started weeping. And the Lord heard her cry and said you gotta go and get that boy arise and lift up the lad I've got a plan for him and God opened
opened up her eyes and she saw a well of water. I come to tell you, when she could not see the way, God already had the well in place. She couldn't see it, but the Lord was leading her. Can I tell somebody, God knows how to make a way. I said, God knows how to make a way. I need somebody to get a hold of this. The king of Syria, he's at war with Israel. Every time he'd attack, God would show the prophet his every move. So the king, he said, I want you to find where the prophet's staying. And I want you to surround him. And we're fixing to get him. And so the man of God's asleep in his tent. And, and his servant woke up early in the morning. And he was yawning. And he was, he was scratching his eyes. And he was trying to get woke up. And all of a sudden, he looks up at the mountain. And the mountain is littered with adversary chariots and horsemen and soldiers. And he runs back. And he said, Elisha, you got to wake up. You, you don't realize what's going on out there. Look what's going on. Come on, the king, he sent, he sent his army to surround us. The Bible calls it a great host. There's no telling how many there were. But the man of God gets up and he goes and he looks outside. And he tells that boy, he said, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And he started praying. He said, God, I want you to open up my servant's eyes. And all of a sudden, his servant looked up in the mountain and he saw horses and chariots of fire. Oh, yeah. It looked like there was no way of escape. It looked like the adversary was going to surround them and take them out. But God was already working. I come to tell you, God can make a way. I said God can make a way. If you're in this house tonight and you can be honest enough to get up on your feet, lift up your hands and say, God, I know you're working for me. I know you're making a way for me. Come on, would you do it right now? Come on, if you can lay aside your pride, lay aside your dignity and say, God, I need you to make a way. I know you did it before. I know you can do it right now. In God, I believe that you're already doing it. Come on, musicians, I want you to come. Come on, can we pray all over this house? I said, can we pray all over this house? Come on, the devil wants you to believe there's no way out. There's no way through. Come on, God. But he's in this house tonight, and he's wanting to remind somebody, I'm the God who can make a way when there is no way. I can make one through it. I can move for you. I realize tonight, I realize tonight this is simple preaching. But I know this. There's people in this place. You need God to make a way for you. You, you make the generalization. You make the application. Whether it be in your family. Whether it be in your finances. Whether it be in your health. Whether it be on your job, your business. There's people all over this congregation that we need God to make a way. And the adversary wants us to view it with eyes of flesh because we understand in our flesh there is no way. 
That's just how it is sometimes. There is no way. But I come with a simple message of faith for somebody to tell you that God can make a way when there is no way. That there doesn't have to be a way. God can make one. I wonder if there'd be anybody in this house that come to the front of this altar and lift up your hands and pray, God, I need you to help me. God, I trust and know and believe, Lord, that you're the God that can make a way for me. God, you did it for the children of Israel at the Red Sea. God, you did it for Daniel in that lion's den. God, you did it for Lazarus when he'd been dead four days. God, I'm looking at it tonight. And I confess to you, I can't see a way out. I can't see a way around. I can't see a way across. And God, I surrender and put it in your arms tonight. I trust and know that you are able to make a way. Come on, would you lift up your hands? Come on, would you lift up your voices? Come on, I'm telling you, God's working for somebody right now. Come on, you ought to just take a trip down memory lane and remember all the ways he's made. Remember all the rivers he's parted. Remember all the things he's done. Remember that if God did it before, he can do it again. And also understand that although God can do mighty and wonderful things and has, he's not bound by the past. He can do something new for you tonight. You may be dealing with a new problem. You may be dealing with a new situation. You may be dealing with the same situation. Whatever the case, God can make a new way. God can do something new. And I come to tell you that though your flesh can't see it, though the adversary would love to tell you otherwise, God's making a way for you even right now. Abraham you just be obedient to the voice of the Lord Abraham just listen to God come on while you're making your way up the mountain God has a ram making his way up the other side Hagar I know you don't see a way out I know it looks hopeless I know you need help but if you'll just cry out to God and ask for mercy Come on, I believe he's already making a way. God, I pray you'd open our eyes tonight. God, I pray you'd open our eyes tonight. Come on, somebody, you like you feel like the prophet Elisha and that servant. You feel like the adversary has you surrounded. You're looking and all you see is the enemy. All you see is the horses and the chariots and the soldiers. Come on, of hell. But I pray tonight you'd open up your eyes and see that they that be with us are more than they that be with them. God can make a way.
Ghost can do something new for you tonight. Come on, why don't you join up with a brother or sister next to you if it's appropriate. Come on, every one of us, we need God to make a way for us. God, I need you to help me tonight. <laughs> oh, come on, is there anybody still believes that he can make a way? He can make a way tonight. He can make a way for me. He can make a way for you. Oh, yes, he can. Oh, yes, he can.